Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. You ever wonder how you get from God's call to the mission field? Today on The Scent Life, we have some real helps in those questions. How do you as a pastor, as a missionary, as an individual, get from really sensing God's call on your life to being able to take the process and end up on the mission field? Uh, Welcome to The Scent Life. We want to talk to you about calling to being sent. Hey, Keelan. Hey, Scott. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. Semester going good? So far, we're good. rocking along. Good. Students still keeping up with your work? I think so. It seems like they are. Okay. Uh, we may have some curveballs coming soon, though. We'll see yeah, how it goes. It's the time of the semester when midterms are coming up and uh, we're moving forward. You got mission trips coming up? Uh, yeah. In fact, we do. We've got some mission trips. Uh, fall break, we've got... Uh, actually a really large trip that's headed out to Clarkston, Georgia. Wow. Uh, it's just for our college students, uh, the ones that are participating in the house system here at Southeastern. There's, gosh, I want to say 24 or so students that are on that trip. Uh, so it's a big one. should be a good time. Uh, every time we take a group down to Clarkston, it's a significant experience for them. Uh, coming around the corner in January, we've also got a couple that are, are coming up, so it should be, uh, should be an exciting time for us. Man, we're back, right? Yeah, we're back. COVID, COVID stopped you for a little while, and now we've got students traveling all over the world, which is super exciting. So today we have a special guest in the studio. Yeah, I'm really excited about our guest today. So Rick and Nancy Fraley have been with us here on campus now for a while, uh, and this is our first opportunity to really get, get them on the Scent Life. Uh, and so I'm excited about you all as listeners getting to hear about what they're doing, why they're here, uh, some of their experiences, missionaries on the field. There's all kinds of things. I'm sure this is not the first time we will get to hear from Rick. Uh, and we'll do our best to have Nancy on at some point in time as well. Well, it is uh, the first time. It just it, will be the last time. That's right. It's the first time. It's just not the last time. Uh, so, Rick, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, Rick, you are new to Southeastern. So first, welcome thank to the you. community. And uh, tell us a little bit about what your role is here at Southeastern, but maybe more important than that, kind of what you were doing before you came to Southeastern. Okay, let me go uh, with what what I was doing before. We are veterans with the International Mission Board, I guess. I mean, if you're a 30-year veteran, you'd think we were newbies. Uh, We we spent 17 years on the field um, in different parts of Asia. The first 12 years on the field, we worked specifically with Muslim work and engaging Muslim cultures and people groups. After that, my wife had gotten ill. Uh, We came back to the States for about nine to 10 months as she was getting chemotherapy and then went back and we worked in the training role. So we were in a training role. We were doing onboarding for a couple of years. And then uh, our last couple of years were, we were the trainers in the South Asia Affinity of the Southern Baptist, uh, I mean, of the International Mission Board of the okay. Southern Baptist Convention. Very good. So three or four terms you served in that, and now you are here in the States. You are yeah. positioned on the campus of Southeastern. Talk to us about your new role, man. Yeah, so our role is called a MAGROL, uh, Missionary Assigned Globally. We love those three-letter acronyms, yes. don't we? We do. I mean, like, we're really good at those, yeah. Um, and we come um, really to try to mobilize students okay. and others okay. to 
the IM, to, to the field, to get to the field. My passion is for, for lostness. My passion is to go where, um, no, you know, where there's not, not been a foundation. We had to be kind of called back because of some family issues. Okay. And so I can't think of a greater role if you're not there to actually send other people there. And so we get that privilege mm-hmm. of actually talking to people about their call, students about their call, and, and going to the nations. And I, I couldn't be more thrilled. If I'm going to be in the U.S., that's exactly what I want to be doing. Good. So you're still a missionary under appointment with the International Mission Board. That's correct. It's just that your appointment for this term is as a mobilizer on the campus of Southeastern and in really this area of the country. Yeah, you said it much better than I did. Okay. So, but thank you. That's exactly right. And um, we are... We, we see this as a three to four year kind of commitment, yeah. Okay. So it's normally three years, but it can be extended usually sometimes for fourth year. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I said earlier that I'm real jazzed yeah. to have Rick and Nancy around. They've been a great addition to our team here at the seminary. So, of course, you know, I direct the Center for Great, right. great Commission Studies. Uh, one of our main functions here on campus is exactly what Rick and Nancy are here to do. It's challenging our students to consider what, what their pathway to the Great Commission is. And, of course, we have a, a deep love for, a deep desire to send as many students here at Southeastern to the nations as possible. Uh, so having Rick and Nancy as teammates in that effort, have it's really just been a breath of fresh air to have you guys around as far as that's concerned and to, to see on a very regular basis. I'll walk into our missions building and I'll see Rick or I'll see Nancy sitting there having conversations with students and talking through them, uh, talking to them about questions. Uh, you know, what was it like to be a missionary? Uh, what's the process like if I wanted to consider doing that? How do I think deeply about this? Uh, so it's a, it's a neat opportunity to have them around for that role. Uh, but Scott, you also brought something up that I want to make sure we hit here. It's not just that the Fraley's are serving Southeastern students. Uh, they're also here assigned to the Wake Forest, kind of Raleigh area to engage with local churches as well. So Rick and Nancy are a resource to churches as well as to students. And uh, I'd love to hear a little more, Rick, about how you guys are engaging in that kind of work. Yeah, well, I think one of the things that we uh, wanted to do is create different pathways for students to get to the nations. And then once we've got here, we recognize all these students are in local churches. Correct. <laughs> and why would we create something, the IMB, when the local church actually, some of them are already doing it. We have uh, several churches in the area who have pathways and have processes for their missionaries mm. and do an amazing job with that. So what we're trying to do is collect as many churches from the area to come and, and actually learn about how do we create pathways in our, our churches as we are the senders. Mm-hmm. And we, we're actually, we're a product of the local churches. Right. You know, and so um, we want to just be kind of a, a resource for them of, of the history that we have, to be able to help them create these pathways, take care of their missionaries, prepare their missionaries. And so that when they send them out, they're, they're going to be more healthy on the field because that's the one thing that we're not great at. We're not we're not a church. Right. And we, we are we are an organization uh, that goes out and, and we help. The, we're, we're, we're a product of you. Yeah. You know, so. I think that in that regard, and that's, that changed my thinking when I came. I thought, I'm just going to mobilize students. But no, actually, it's working with the churches mm. to work with the students actually is, is the real key to this. And so um, that's one of the things that we've been trying to do is try to think through those processes. Some of the churches that are further along, mm. maybe pull some of those, those who want to come mm-hmm. uh, further along in the pathways to the nations with the students. Yeah, and we say this you know, on a regular basis around here. It's a phrase that we're all at this point 
pretty familiar with. It's the church that sins, right? right? And so being able to engage directly with churches is an important, it's a key uh, part of what Rick's doing here in the area. So there's a couple of things I want you all as listeners to hear about that. So thing one, if you're in our area, you need to meet Rick. So if you're in leadership in your local church and you're at all trying to figure out what does it look like for our church to send well to the nations, then you need to have a conversation with Rick and Nancy and see see how you can link into and engage with the kind of work that they're they're doing to help facilitate that process in local churches here in the area. But if you're one of our listeners that's not in the Raleigh area, uh, this is the posture that the IMB is now taking toward churches and mobilization in general. So it's not unique to our area. There are other mags in other places, and you don't just have to have a a mag role in your area for this to be happening. Uh, The IMB's assessment and deployment process is working well uh, in areas to set up these pipelines, both with local churches or with associations where some churches would come together and do it through state conventions. So this approach of the IMB leaning into churches to help them think about how to build their own pipeline and their own pathway uh, is a resource for you no matter where you are. Uh, So if this is a thing you're interested in, you need to reach out uh, to the IMB and they can get you connected to these kind of processes and start it in your area as well. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things I love about this seminary is this idea, this default go, (laughs) unless you're, you're, you're called to stay. And to me, that's how I feel as well. You know, mm-hmm. if you just look at it like as a normal human being and you, you, and you, you assess, here we have a bunch of churches, a bunch of uh, believers, and we're looking and we just logically, where do we go? Well, we go to where there are none, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Just logically, it's, right. It, it should be a default. And so I love the idea of that. If God calls you to stay, man, stay. But I, I would love for every student to like lay their yes on the table, we say, without any kind of parameters and say, is this where I need to go? Do I need to go to the nations? Do I need to go to a place like Pakistan? Do I need to go to a place like, you know, um, Indonesia? Do I need to go to a place in, in sub-Saharan Africa? Like, I think just asking the question, laying it before the Lord, I, I just feel like it, it's something that we all should do. Yeah. Because go ahead, son. Yeah, no, you're, you're yeah. perfectly okay. And yeah. so, just thinking as you as you uh, bring your passion for the nations, your passion for the lost, God's given you this role of mobilizing, bringing together students and churches and uh, into the journey. What are some of the conversations that you are having with some of our students or with people uh, in the community? Are there are there common questions that people are asking that perhaps you can answer? Are there common issues that people are struggling with that seem to be hindering them or slowing them down from getting to the field? As the mobilizer on this end, how do we, uh, as you're talking with our listeners, kind of get this process so we get more people as quickly as possible to the field? Yeah, we're not the only agency that sends people to the ends of the earth. Yep. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm excited. I want people to go to the ends of the earth. Yep. I happen to represent the IMB. So one of the things we do talk about is I think a lot of people thought we were closed for business or something, and we're not. (laughs) We want people to go to the nations. We want to recruit people to go to the nations, and we are definitely open for business and want to see that happening. We want to send as many as we possibly can. And I think that as we get the churches involved, like we were saying before, um, I think what you do also is then you get that sending base involved. You, you'll start sending more people yeah. because there will be more resources and there'll be great resources for those who are sending. But one of the, some of the conversations that we're having is, is there a pathway? Hmm. 
So, like, I, I don't know that I'm ready to just go out as a career missionary. Mm-hmm. Do you have short-term trips? Yeah. We do. Yeah. Do you have midterm trips? We do. Do you have journeyman? Yes. We, mm-hmm. Two or three years? Yes. Do we have a career? Yes. So, like, there's there are pathways in the sense of, you know, people getting kind of dipping their foot in the pool, the, yeah, the right, missionary yeah, pool, yeah, sure. you know, and, 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 and those experiences of cross-cultural experiences. Some people have never had any kind of cross-cultural. They don't own They don't have a passport. Yeah. I mean, we talk to people about, do you have a passport? No, we don't have a passport. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, those sort of things, those are just common conversations that we're having and just calling. Like, sure. I never even thought that, like, that could be something I could put on the table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So one more question kind of down that road yeah. that I think would be a helpful one here for us. Yeah. So if I'm a if I'm a pastor, so let's say I'm a missions pastor and I'm listening to this, or I'm a pastor in a local church somewhere, and I'm saying, okay, I need to be more actively involved in trying to encourage people in my church to become missionaries uh, and be sent through the IMB. Uh, as you're working with students, uh, and you and I have talked a bit about this just in general, I find there are particular barriers that people often have, philosophical barriers or fears or things that they're trying to think through that inhibit that process in their own heart and life. Uh, Do you have any that stick out that you might suggest to pastors or leaders, these are things that you need to be on the lookout for or things that you may get asked about? Yeah, I think one thing is that um, what I've noticed in the U.S. and especially the way that we do church in the U.S., that if they're not hearing about it from pulpit, they're yeah. not hearing about it from their leaders, they're not hearing that there are these unreached peoples and, and so forth, they're not thinking through that, mm. yeah, you know? That's good. And so, like, I think a lot of it is, too, is is there a culture mm. within your churches of going to the unreached mm. or and going to the nations and actually, you know, sacrificing for the nations? I think that's one, one area where, like, I don't know that people have the vision because they've never, it's not been necessarily casted Mm. to them. And then secondly, um, I I do think people are just afraid, you know, they're just, they're afraid to get on an airplane. You know, there's a lot of of fear. And I think that's why we're, like, with Southeastern doing uh, these mission trips internationally, I think are so powerful in, in, I think, others as well, uh, churches that are doing uh, international trips. To get people to say, you can do this. Mm, yeah, you know, you can take these steps because uh, most people aren't going to wake up one morning and say, "Hey, yeah, I think I want to go to Ulaanbaatar, Mon- Mongolia." Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that was so, my thought when I woke up this morning. <laughs> I don't know if it's you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The, these trips allow people to imagine themselves in that setting. The first, man, I wonder. Right. If, I wonder what it means to be a missionary, and we just have this vague idea. Maybe we met a missionary, maybe we're a missionary biography. But this trip, this experience, this interaction with the missionary allows me to see, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what I can do. I can imagine myself in this village or this big city, you know, eating food or speaking a language. That then I think God uses to confirm a call and really mature that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And Scott, I know you know this because of the time that you've spent directing the Mission Center. Almost every trip that we send out, I will have a student who comes back to me and says, I didn't know if this was a thing I could or should do. And at this point, I've completely changed the way I'm approaching thinking about this because I had this kind of experience. Uh, And so if you're somebody that's in local church leadership out there that's listening to this, I hope you're hearing what Rick's saying and what Scott's saying, and I'm going to echo it right now. Uh, Having these concrete experiences where you can get people to 
engage in a real, uh, I mean, call it a laboratory setting from your end, if you will. You're, you're pushing forward a field strategy if you're engaged in a partnership. So keep that in mind. But in doing so, you're giving people real-world eyes, mm-hmm. uh, real-world engagement and involvement in that work in such a way that it allows them to ask the questions in a different way. And I think that's a really critical thing that we can do. And for those of us who are Southern Baptists, we have real easy access to that through the International Mission Board. There are, uh, for you, quite literally, partners, field teams all over the world. Right. Uh, and all you have to do is reach out and start getting involved with some of them. Right. I think, too, I, I, I would even go back. Like, So we were actually action steps. But before those action steps, one of the, the, the worst things I can do to people is say, start praying for an unreached people group. <laughs> Because once they start, once once God gets a hold of them, because right. it's his mission, right? right? So he's the one who's going to give them the passion for it. So if we could, if you start praying for these unreached peoples, mm. uh, God does something. Right. He just does something. And then I also, I, I often tell people, read missionary biographies. Mm. Yeah. Read right. missionary biographies. Just because that is just, it, it's really inspirational to see people just kind of laying their lives out yeah. there like that and re- recognizing Everything that we're doing is great, but we could do more. Yeah. Literally, all of us. Like, we, like God can challenge us even more every day. Um, and so I, I, just, I would start, start with prayer. Start, start praying for the unreached. Find out, you know, if you're supporting, you know, missionaries, start, start praying for them. And there's just something that happens. There's a connectivity that happens. I, don't, I can't explain it other than God. God is a missionary God. That's right. And he inspires his people. And yeah, yeah. to your point, praying for. And there are apps you can do that with. The International Mission Board provides right. prayer points. Yep. Joshua Project provides prayer points. There are others that you can just begin this journey of prayer. Missionary Biographies is, again, a great journey. Later in the season, we're actually going to interview several authors of Missionary Biographies. Yep. Uh, so there are all types of these uh, these first steps to get your toe in the water. That's right. Well, Rick, thank you so much for your time with us today. I'm, like I said, encouraged by the work you're doing. I'm thankful uh, the IMB has got people doing this kind of work, missionaries that they've assigned here stateside to be engaged in in mobilizing God's people through Southern Baptist churches. Uh, I love that work. Uh, So we're thankful for you and that, that effort that you're putting into that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. And to our listeners, I would like to say thank you again for joining us. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. As always, you can find us at the places where you follow your podcasts. Uh, You can also find us on all the social media. If you've got questions or you're interested in learning more about the Center for Great Commission Studies, you can find us at thecgcs.org. And we look forward to joining you again here next time. College at Southeastern believes that God is at work in this generation, calling out Christians to leverage their lives for the Great Commission. That's why we train students biblically, theologically, and vocationally in community to give their lives for the cause of Christ. In spring 2024, Southeastern will be hosting its annual Go Conference designed to train, challenge, and mobilize college students for the Great Commission. Invite your college group to join us on campus on February 9th and 10th Save the date and sign up for next year's conference at thegoconference.com.